My Big Black Fantasy Podcast, episode 13, starts now. Coming into the year, Trubisky was one of the guys I had I had uh, fingered. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as a, literally, as hello and welcome to my big black fantasy podcast episode 13 it's a week of winning ladies i just feel i just gotta say it i can explode it's a week of winning here with the big black fantasy podcast i'm joined by jay maddie What's up, fellas? How you doing, Matty? Oh, I'm you good. Do, I'm good. Right? You know, life life is more than just fantasy football. I had a good weekend, family time. I'm good. Thank you. That's what someone says when they lose. But, ah. doggy, how are you? Oh, man, what's cracking? Life is fantasy football. <laughs> I'm fucking That's sick. also what somebody says when they lose. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking sick That's right true. now, That's true. That's true. That's um, true. That's my whole life is fantasy. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, it's it you know what are we going into we're going into week five coming yeah, up week five and it's been a very interesting fantasy uh, season uh, a lot of things unpredictable a lot of players unpredictable um there's a lot of things to where you know i start out at on three i did get my victory against maddie in a historic comeback win down 60 points and feeling yeah. good about myself. Yeah, you should. I, sh- I should. I, I ju- you know, I didn't want to crush your spirits this early <laughs> in the season. That would have been sad. It would have ruined your, your whole year. You see, so, it, now you got something to play for. No, it's it's always different, the stories people tell before the game and after. During the yeah. game, I'm getting text messages about, I think I'm going to wear the rest of my players now. I got this big lead against you. Um, you know, I also, I mean, I got tons of other e- e- texts about, I told you not to put this person in. Yeah. And there were a few I told you so was in there. There were a couple. That's fair. But at the end, you know, it, it didn't matter. And what I, was, I, I was humbled. Yeah, I got humbled. I got loud. I got humbled. That's and, what happens when you get too cocky. And that's back what, down to earth. <laughs> and that's what fantasy football does to you. But hey, I'm still three and one. Three I'm and still one here and doing very well. I still got a battle back. I got dog this week, so I got to definitely brush up for that because we're both on the comeback trail. Um, getting right into it, the big news is as the whole season, um, as it's developed, has been about Le'Veon Bell. New news saying that he is coming back for week seven. A um, lot of implications there in terms a lot of, what, of implications. <laughs> what it does to different people's fantasy dreams and fantasy teams. Um, he comes back. Okay, so he comes back week seven. If you, obviously, you're, he's in your lineup. What happens to uh, James Conner? As a result of Le'Veon coming back, possibly. I would still have to play James Conner. I mean, just to the simple fact, I mean, who's to say James Conner won't start? Well. You know, you have to see what goes on leading up to that game. Sure. You know, and go to the Steeler bullshit nation and see what they're talking about. See what Tomlin's talking about. Because they might just straight out like, why give Le'Veon Bell, you know, the ball, like a chance to start right away? Who are you, dude? You know what I'm saying? You... You held out for fucking seven to eight weeks. You left us hanging and dry. Mm-hmm. You know, like, come on. You just don't come in and get the fucking ball. Like, this guy's been working hard in, in camp. Yeah. You see okay. what I'm saying? And his teammates are there. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. They're they're pulling behind him. You know, but he, you know, fuck it, Le'Veon Bell. I wouldn't even play his ass. Okay, so let me tell you how you manage this situation. Have at it. If you have James Conner. Sure. You find a guy in your league like dog <laughs> and you trade him James Conner for a good wide receiver another running back or something because James Conner he's done 
If if you can if you can get some value for him, you trade him. Now I, I have him in a couple leagues. I don't think I'm going to be able to trade him for anything of value at this point. If you can't get value for him, you, you hold on to him because there's a chance Le'Veon gets hurt, um, and then James Conner's right back in there. Um, but I don't think James Conner has much trade value right now because Le'Veon's coming back. He's he's getting plugged in there. They're not going to wait. They're desperate right now. Yeah, and I mean with James Conner. The, the only value you really have is a, is a two-week player, really. Um, what you're looking at is if you needed a filler for, you know, a bye week wide receiver, a bye week running back that you, you know, have for a week that you could, you know, or an injury where a player is going to be in the game for a week, you could trade James Conner for, get that week, and it balances out. I'm of the opinion that Le'Veon still might get traded. So, he might get traded. Sure. That might be James Conner's saving grace. He might get traded. But trading him is not a strong possibility. Number one, he doesn't want to be traded. Mm-hmm. Um, but number two, they can't they can't trade him until he's signed the uh, yeah. <laughs> cat cat is in the studio. Until, until he's signed that franchise tender and he still hasn't signed that. Yeah. So um he can't be traded at this point. Yeah, I have Connor on one of my teams, and my philosophy is to ride him until he's not worth anything and then make a decision. You might be able to get parts for him uh, to the Le'Veon owner uh, after the trade just in case something goes weird. That's probably the place you go with it. Yeah, that's probably your best scenario. What if he pulls up Hart? That's, like that's Harrison a, said. Sure. Yeah, like, that, just pull up Hart mm-hmm. so you know you can be a free agent next year. Yeah, I mean, fuck it. Look, it's like I told you in the preseason when you said you don't you don't want Le'Veon. Now, I I, I didn't think he would hold out like this, <laughs> but now that he's back, you yeah. want the guy because he's running for a contract now. This is his one shot at getting that that big money. Mm-hmm. He's coming in. He's not going to be half assing it. He's also coming in with fresh legs when everyone else has played half a season. You want this guy? He's going to put up big numbers. Contract for another team. That's right. Yeah, yeah, but he's going to be running for that contract, and the Steelers know he's not coming back. They're going to use him two hundred times in the second half of the season. They're gonna they're gonna run the wheels off him. Sure. No, it's still so much murkiness around what could go on with Le'Veon. Uh, he sent out a tweet in the offseason saying, "I can't wait to get there." Basically, he doesn't show until he gets in. You see him in that uniform uh, in the lineup that day. I can't trust him. If you're a Connor owner, uh, it probably makes sense just to ride this thing out and see what happens. Um, unless you desperately need a piece for a week, but that's really the value you're going to get. You're going to get like a one-week ball player if you're trading James Conner. And right then now. there's dynasty leagues. I have him in a dynasty league. Mm-hmm. Keep him because yeah, chances that, are Bell's not coming back next year, and James mm-hmm. Conner's shown he can do it. Yeah, good, good point. And in you know every different league has different scenarios. Obviously, in dynasty, you know I think they've seen enough of Conner to know he's going to be long term. He took a step back last week, I think, but. Well, they they yeah. they weren't really trying to establish the run at all last week. You yeah, know, they kind of threw it out the window the last two weeks. Really. Uh, okay, so. are you going to do your rant now or uh, later? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know. I got to notify Jesse Jackson, uh, Al Sharpton, and right, NAACP. On. Okay, well, we'll hold off. Hold, uh, Doug, Dougie, put down the phone call to the NAACP. I know he's coming again. He's coming for you, Mike Tomlin. Um, let's get into disappointments. Um, a lot of crazy stuff happening, as I mentioned, just sort of unpredictable stuff all season long. Um, my disappointment of the week was Derrick Henry again. I, he's got to be on a bench at this point, and he, you're almost thinking about uh, releasing him because he hasn't gotten to double figures yet as a starting running back for the Tennessee Titans. He's, I, I don't think he's gotten above five points. Hmm. And he's horrible. No, I mean, 
I thought he was a top 10 back coming in, and he's nowhere near top 10 back numbers. What, uh, uh, what do you do in a situation like that? Drop him. Drop Yep. yep. He's, he's got to go? Got to go? go? I think I'd bench him because it, it, at some point, you, you got to hope that something, I mean, he's, he, the, he's, I don't know, is there something wrong with him? I don't know what the issue is, but I would hold him for a little bit longer. I mean, it, he's never really proven he can do it in this league. He's had a few good games. That's about it. Yeah, but that the, the way he runs, the, you know, you looked at that, and I thought top ten, top ten guy, top ten guy. And, a lot of people thought that, but yeah. it's never never happened for him. Yeah. Maddie, your disappointment of the week. I got two. Okay. Um, so in uh, one of my leagues, I, I hold Lamar Miller and Carlos Hyde, and, and uh, Lamar Miller is just, you know, just not getting it done right now. And mm. Carlos Hyde, he, he's he's putting up the numbers. He's been putting them up. But Nick Chubb is biting at his heels. He, <laughs> had, he had a big game, two big runs, and, you know, he's the high draft pick. It's probably only a matter of time till he supplants Carlos Hyde, as well as Carlos Hyde is running. When you get a, a high draft pick who's running well, chances are, you know, a team like, especially when it's not a team who's in contention, they're going to try to go to that younger guy. Yeah. But it only happened against the Raiders. <laughs> this is true. This is true. So, I could do that against the Raiders. <laughs> Maybe. At 300 pounds. I don't know. I wouldn't bet on it. You, you still run 40 time if, by if like the a. Fridge could do it. Yeah. His dog four, can do it. Yeah. His 40 time is timed by like a calendar. Doggy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. who's your disappointment of the week? Well, it has to be Drake in Miami. Again. Two points again in the PPR league. That's just you, you need to get off Drake. Back. You're you're on him every week. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> just play another the, guy. He's been on the fucking bench and surprisingly, once, you know what they say, uh, yeah. Russell Wilson. You know yeah. he's been a disappointment for me. Yeah, uh, but you know I have to hold on to him. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not like it's hard to bench that name. Yeah, I think it's more the team than it is Russell. I think that that offensive line and Seattle just isn't Seattle. It's just the defense is not Legion of Doom. The offense isn't what got them to the Super Bowl. It's just Russell by himself. But his and, offensive line has always sucked. Well, yeah. yeah and he still have puts up numbers. Yeah, but he's he's been slow this year. He's not even running the fucking ball. Yeah, it's, you know, but but that's the thing. With a guy like him, you can't sit him down because it might be Sierra. You know, it's, it, it might be Sierra. Maybe it is Sierra. She started with that. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. that offensive line. You, yeah. you, you can't you can't play a quarterback that that has no offensive line. You can't yeah. play a guy like Russell Wilson. You can't play a guy like Eli Manning because they're getting hit on every other down. You just can't play them. Yeah, regardless no. of talent. No, it's you know maybe Sierra's got him leveling up or, or kikiing or whatever dance they're doing. But rim job. Yeah, that yeah, that might work. <laughs> he's, he's, he doesn't know how to handle Sierra. But, no, you, you can't sit him down right now, I would say, because with Russell Wilson, you know, a 45-point game is right around the corner. You know? Maybe not this year. He's, he's, he doesn't have, he doesn't have, he doesn't you, know, have the you tools. need protection as a quarterback. Yeah, I'd, I'd wait. I'd wait. I wouldn't say don't bench him forever, but I, I think I'd still let the season figure it out. Hey, man, he's, figure it he's out. one and three. He can't afford to wait on a guy. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, and, it, and, and I got Baker Mayfield waiting, too. Well, shit. There, there it is. And just like we said last week. I, I think, gotta shake the roster up somehow. Yeah, Baker raised all the ships on that lineup. Uh, Njoku got points. Landry got points. Hyde got points. Everyone. Higgins. Higgins you said that last week. Yeah. The offense is just flowing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, a lot of young guys on Cleveland, a lot of young guys in the league. Rising star of the week, Doggy. Who do you think your rising star is uh, going into week five? Um, it has to be for me, 
you know, James White. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but Burkhead. James White. Type yeah, I know, too. but Burkhead's White. out. Yeah. You know, uh, Brady loves White. Yes. You know, they can give it to Sony Michelle, Sonny Michelle, whatever his name is. Yeah. You know, a lot, but James White. It's a third down back, and Brady loves him, man. He's turning away like, like Sammy Sosa. Yeah, they just have a good rapport, you know. And um, I mean, he got thirty three points this week. Yeah, he did. so it's no, like he did. You know, that's my rising star, man. It has to be James Wright. James White, all reliable. Got, going back to James White, Maddie. Well, I'm gonna first of all, Nick Chubb. Who oh I yeah, just mentioned. Most and, definitely. Uh, you know. A guy, a guy with a name like that. I mean, that's just a running back name. He was born to be a running back. That's or, a, that's a star like a running back man. name, Nick or, Chubb. Or I like that. Or a porn star. Or a porn star. Uh-huh. star. Nick but, Chubb. Uh, if, if this was a fantasy porn podcast, <laughs> I might take Nick Chubb in the first round as well. And number two, I'm going to give you, and I've been I've been riding this guy all year long too, Geronimo Allison. Yeah, again, he's performed every single week. Solid and, numbers. Uh, now Cobb is out. We don't know how long he's out for. So Allison. Pushes into that number two spot, and he's also become uh, the deep threat on mm-hmm. the team. So if you're uh, the deep threat on Green Bay, you know any game you could go off for a seventy yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. So get him in your lineup. So we got Chubb with porn. You said you're going to ride the guy all all year <laughs> long. Geronimo, ride him. Yeah, and a deep throat or a deep deep threat. That's right. So we covered all the bases. <laughs> That's right. That was masterfully gunner, <laughs> that was masterfully pulled off. I don't even know if you did this shit intentionally, but I'll give you credit for it. Right. Hey B, I got to throw one more name in there. Go ahead. I got to give this guy some props. Baker Mayfield. Ah, uh, here you know, comes Baker sighting. Let's yeah, go with it. It's just it's just you know he's an accurate passer. He's the guy's composed. He's looking like the number one first overall pick. He's mm-hmm. looking like him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and um, even though it was against the Raiders, you know, um, and the Raiders suck, mm-hmm. but That's he been still held his composure. You know, he, and I think he played a really great game for a rookie. No, you know, on the road. And the thing is, it's with watching him, you just see him take the chances that Tyrod Taylor would not take. Yeah, and. I mean, and sometimes that's going to be a pick. Tyrod needs to retire. <laughs> but Looking at this shit now. But he just takes the chances. He feels comfortable with it. The team rallies around him. And like we said last week, all of these guys, Cleveland is a serious team for the first time in my lifetime. They probably. could easily be 4-0. Yes, they could. And and they're you know what? They're not bad to watch either. They were oh, pretty entertaining to watch. Especially with Baker. And exactly. And Maddie was talking about Allison when, of course, I played him last week, played Maddie last week. That was the one thing that concerned me looking at Allison when I knew Cobb was down because I I thought, okay, Maddie's starting a a third wide receiver against me. But then Cobb goes out and I'm like, oh, God, here we come. He put up solid numbers, but fortunately for me, I was able to benefit from other stuff. Um, He's been solid. I think, what was it, 15 points this week? He's been solid, but some big drops also. He 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 does that. He's had some big drops. Yeah. But he's been solid. Yeah, 15. I'll take the 15 all the way. Talking um, about Mayfield, mm-hmm. it, it's just amazing now how these these quarterbacks come into the league. They just seem so much better prepared than they were even five years ago, definitely ten years ago. I mean, how how many quarterbacks now are starting in the league that are three years into the league and under? Mm-hmm. I think it might be half the teams. Yeah, and a good portion of them look good. I mean, the best guy in the league right now, Patrick Mahomes, and yeah. he's basically a rookie. <clears throat> Do you see that play he made Jesus, last night, left? dude? He's throwing he's left like a shot put. Yeah. yeah, he's ridiculous. Um, With uh, Von Miller on his ankles, uh, yeah. I mean that—that's—that's that's the kind of stuff that, that makes a legend, right there. Yeah, that kind of play. No, phenomenal. Right now, he's this year's Deshaun Watson. 
That's that's what he is. He and looks he, a little better. And, and he might even be a little yeah, better. I mean, because he stays in the pocket. Yeah, he is not displayed. No, he doesn't stay in well, the pocket. Well, I mean, you know, he, he ran a touchdown. A, he set a record mm-hmm. for most yards thrown outside the pocket. Well, I mean, I'm talking about Deshaun to take off downfield. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. He looks for the pass. First. Yeah, he look, he's passed mm-hmm. first. And he runs second. He's passed first, but yeah. he gets outside that pocket to make, make the plays happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, my rising star, Jacksonville Jaguar, D.D. Westbrook. Um, I, you know, I'll, I'll give you guys a little head start. names are Kid Didi? Is that, a, <laughs> is that his real name? I'm, I'm not familiar with all these black what names. About is that Booger? a name or what is that about a Booger? Booger McFarlane? Yeah, that's, that's a nickname. A that's definitely got to be a nickname. I don't know. Is, Didi you know. A, is, that, a, is that a name, Didi, or is that a nickname? Hey, he goes by it. His mama named right. him Didi. I'm going to call him Didi. His mama named him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. Or whatever. But Didi Westbrook with the Jaguars. Um, I talked about this last week with Corey Davis. It's the same sort of thing where he's getting volume early. Dede Westbrook has surpassed um, Keelan Cole. Uh, it looks like is the number one for now. He's getting targets for now. I, I mean, mean in the first couple of weeks it was sure it was Cole. It so. was Cole, but no, you got to play the trends. He's he's accumulating volume. He's now doing something with it. He's had I think three out of the four games he's had. I think a, a double figure game. I think he had twenty two last week. Um, him and a guy like Corey Davis are both peaking at the same time on teams not typically known for passing the ball. So Corey Davis is looking nice. Yeah, right now. no, they they both. Uh, yeah, that would be my rising star for this week. I would say he's he's definitely worth a pickup. I know he's available in leagues, and um, you know, take a shot at him. Um, looking at the bye weeks, Tampa Bay and Chicago are out. Um, off top, I think you got to look at to take advantage of the situation with Tampa Bay. Um, their running back situation, um, you know, they ran for nothing. They looked horrible. It was the second loss in a row, their worst game of the season. Fitzgerald's now been benched. Do you now take a shot at Jameis? Also, you got Ronald Jones. Exactly. And, yeah, and you mentioned this last week. Ronald Jones now in a sort of an uncertain backfield. Do they give him a shot as their rookie who has this talent out of USC? So a lot of things to be developed for Tampa Bay um, over this bye week. Um, I think they add Ron, Ron, Ronald Jones in there, but mm-hmm. uh, he didn't look good in the preseason. That's why he's taking this long. Yeah, sure. or something like less than two yards of carry. Yeah, uh, but they're going to give him a shot, and they're going to come. They're going to come back with Winston and Jones and, and see what happens. Yeah, Doggy, what do you think about Tampa Bay? Well, I don't believe you should start Winston yet. Mm-hmm. You know, um, after the bye week, I mean, Fitzpatrick, you as a fantasy team or the, the Bucks, just the Bucks fantasy period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick is just a beast, man. I mean, you know, when he's on, he's on. Yeah, yeah. you know, just because of one game, mm-hmm. you know, you just can't. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And you know, Fitz, and Fitzgerald didn't necessarily do anything bad, but mm-hmm. like you said last week, Fitzpatrick. They, he said Fitzgerald. <laughs> Fitzgerald Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. Same man. You right. Well, like you said last week, I'm they gotta pay. They gotta pay him twenty million dollars next year right. if they, they want to keep him. So mm-hmm. they gotta figure out if they want to do that. Yeah, so, well, they're so gonna probably they're in. gonna probably end up benching him. Yeah, again, yeah, then that'll he, be it. He, I mean, he's never really done much. No, he's not worth that twenty million. I, I'd ride Fitzpatrick. Fitzgerald yeah, he's well. not. He hasn't really <laughs> done much. Uh, his games are boring. When you used to watch last year, you watch Tampa Bay. It's like sucks. Yeah, you know. You know, I would. He just throws a lob to Mike Evans, and that's it. Yeah, I I think Jameis, hopefully having learned something, he didn't learn shit. Come on, uh, might be worth the might be worth the pickup on. You know, on talent alone, the guy was had a respectable year last year. I think, you know, given everything that's happened, 
may you know they and not only that they're in a good position better than anyone thought they'd be they're three and two what is it three and one three and two three and one three one of them two and two two and two two and two sorry <laughs> they're two and two and he has an opportunity to sort of save face here and he's playing for money that's the yeah. motivating factor sure. as always but let me just ask you this name mm. well one you okay yeah i'm all right, I'm all sorry right. About it. name <laughs> one knucklehead athlete mm-hmm. who's learned his lesson yeah and fixed his problem name one well, Go ahead. Chris Carter, Chris Carter with the Vikings turned he around. He's a knucklehead. Yes, he was on drugs. Like he got cut from the Eagles. Everybody's for... on drugs. Randy That's Moss, not necessarily a knucklehead. R- yeah, I'm Randy Moss. Randy Moss. All right, name three. <laughs> <laughs> you barely can name them. I know what you're saying, Jamie. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, guys screw up, and, and and these are typically guys who got a lot of money at a young age and and never learned to be responsible and they typically don't learn their lesson. I don't expect anything different with Jameis. I I don't I think he's going to screw up again. Well, we'll see. You know, he needs to stay out of these Ubers situations. Yeah, that that'd be good. And maybe just not grab women by the crotch, you know, just saying. Um also, uh Chicago they got Trubisky throws six touchdowns. They got a defense Jeez. that everyone's scared of. I think they go into this bye, bye, bye week feeling great with very few question marks. And Allen Robinson hasn't even really gotten going yet. There's, I mean, they put up 48 points without Jordan Howard doing anything. Yep. Yeah. So that's scary. That's a scary team. Yeah. I mean, go, coming into the year, Trubisky was one of the guys I had I had uh, fingered. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> as a, Literally, as a, being being a quarterback to watch, you know, like a, a sneak quarterback. <laughs> And uh, that didn't really pan out, uh-huh. but you you thought that because of the, the the new coach and the new system. Sure. And uh, is is that legit? I mean, we're not going to get six touchdowns out of him every week, but is he is he a quarterback you can count on now? Do you yeah. go get him? I think so. I got to wait. I, I mean, told B last yeah. year. I was like, man, I like Mitch Trubisky. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because that's B's squad, right? Yeah. Or yeah. It used to be. Yeah, my, my fantasy team's my squad. Yeah, so <laughs> it's like, you know, Trubisky, you know – was very accurate. He still is accurate, of course. Six touchdowns. Yeah, I would. You know, I'm, I'm gonna take him. him over Winston. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I go get him. I wouldn't. I think Jameis. I, I think Jameis still playing for money, something to prove, reclaiming his team. I think he might be worth a pickup. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> Fuck that. I could. I could see that happening. Um, injuries. This has been a year full of injuries, especially with tight every ends year. every year. But um, T.Y. Hilton uh, injured. Uh, I think what is he injured two parts of his body. I think he had an upper body injury once, came out, and then nothing was, serious. So he'll be out a couple weeks, right? Well, a hamstring also, yeah, right? But he he plays Thursday, and so the, you know people got to look at uh, what's the guy named Grant? Is it Grant? Ryan Grant, uh, the receiver from Indianapolis, um, as a possible fill in, and the other guy called Nine Balls, Chester. Yeah, yeah. So you know those type of injuries affect those types of decisions uh Tyler Eifert man damn i oh, lost another tight end i've lost but he like goes out every of year like yeah lately that, yeah and that's what that's what i said last week was that i couldn't i didn't want to start him this week fortunately i started Jared Cook 31 points but he, he um he is always ripe for an injury and right in the middle of a, a great game he was right at 13 points broke his ankle out for the year, I lost another tight end. And tight ends have been going down. You're Jack Doyle's out, Delaney Walker, Greg Olson, uh, what have you. So, um, you know, you really got to be smart. Yep, tight ends are thin. Yes. Right now. Yes, yes, yes. I have a good one. Yeah. Um, okay. The part. This is everybody's favorite part of the show. Where we were right, 
Doggy, where were you right last week? My boy, James White. <laughs> I'm going back with James White. <laughs> you know, I mean, shit, you know, where else can I go? Yeah, James White. I mean, White. 30 points? What the fuck? Well, no, big, big outcome for, for James White. Um, it's and it's all, hard to pick a New England back. I was just about to say that. It, it's, you know, that's skillful, doggy. Stick him in your lineup, having the guts to keep him there. Brady uh, found him all early and often, and a big, big fantasy day for James White. Uh, Maddie, what about you? Well, in, the, in my uh, FFPC league where I'm still undefeated, going dun, for dun, that dun, big <laughs> 250 large, dun, dun, dun. I won by 10 points, and I made the nine points, actually, and I made the decision to start Sterling Shepard and okay. Geronimo Allison over Larry Fitzgerald. And Ooh. I got a combined uh, 40 points out of those two guys, and Fitzgerald gave me five. Mm, so good. That was good. That good won me move. my week. Yeah, facts. That was a good move. Um, me, where was I right? Let's see here. I got it on here. Yeah. Corey Davis, 31 points. A lot of people would not have started him, I don't think. Um, I just saw the volume. I said it last week on the show. It, you know, they're going to him. And it wasn't, you know, spectacular first three weeks. And then coming off a tough game against Jacksonville, it was even a little bit more doubtful. But I knew ultimately that they're going to find him. And Mariota coming back, another, another quarterback that has something to prove is Mariota. I think he's going to live up to it a little bit. And you may be seeing sort of, you know, the thing that's going to happen in Tennessee is going to be the Mariota Davis connection for, you know, maybe shit. I don't know. Next six, seven, eight years, whatever. So he did well. Very happy to hear that. Um, sadly predicted Ty- Tyler Eifert's injury. I was right about that. You predicted he'd get injured? Yeah. In the last show, last I said. Last podcast? Yeah. Last week. I said, I actually. Check the tape. I, you know what? <laughs> I started to pull the tape, but then I thought I was like. Is it wrong to brag about predicting somebody's injury? Sorry, Tyler. Oh. I, I knew you were going to get hurt eventually. I, I had a feeling. Right. It's nice bad. call. Yeah. Um, but you still plugged him in your lineup. No, I didn't. You knew you, oh, no? No, I went with um, Jared Allen okay. for 31 points. You should know that, Cook. Maddie. Cook. I'm sorry, Jared. I'm sorry. Jared Cook. His mama named Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. Yeah. <laughs> for 31 points. Jared Allen. We mess up so many names on this show. Fuck it. But hey, we're close. We're middle age. What are you going to do? Yeah. 31 points for Jared Cook. Over and that was, I think that was a pretty good pick. Switching those two up, um, talked about Baker Mayfield's influence. I already mentioned that you know, he's I think he's gonna make the whole team better. Tyler Boyd, another solid game, another solid pickup. If you need a receiver, he's getting his almost as many looks as AJ Green. All those I would call, I was right. Um, where can, I, we can I give you another one? Oh, have at it. All right. So I'm, I'm going to brag on this, even though I didn't come out with the victory, because I, I was happy about this. <laughs> Leading up to our matchup, I told you, do not start sure. Dalvin Cook. I, I texted you. I was trying to help you uh-huh. in your battle help, against help me. Me being 3-0, and you being 0-3. Help me beat you. Because if you have a player playing Thursday night yes. on the road, uh-huh. and that player is a running back or mm-hmm. your defense, do not play them. Mm-hmm. They always come in with just tired legs. Mm-hmm. Thursday night on the road, sit your running backs in your defense. Yeah, told you that. Gave you three other players on your roster to play. Sure enough, Dalvin Cook got two points, and I was planning on basing this whole show <laughs> around <laughs> that. I told you so, but you came out victorious. Well, let me tell you <laughs> yeah. why. And I mean, I appreciate the advice, but this is what I had going on. You have Dalvin Cook, who's got a hamstring injury, but they say he's going to play. Okay, he is a three down, three down player, three down back. Catches, runs, all that good stuff. My options, Jay Ajayi, who has a broken bone in his back. Okay, that was option one. 11 points. 11 points. Okay. 
So he outscored Dalvin by nine. Fine. Other option, Isaiah Crowell against the Jags, one point. Yeah, well, and, he, he wasn't the choice. Yeah, and then also Wilkins with uh, Kara, uh, what is it, for Indianapolis. I don't know if he scored. He might have scored a point. So the thing was, is at the time, you're looking at this stuff and you're saying, well, you know, this guy has a broken bone in his back. Like, what if we we pass on Dalvin to start Ajayi and then, oh, you know what, Sunday came around and he can't play. Now I'm stuck with Crowell and the Wilkins from Indianapolis. You could so, also go on with Keenan Cole. He didn't have a great game, but you could have gone with him. Yeah, again, three points for yeah. Keelan. Well, so, I mean, your team's just not very good. But the point uh, is, Dalvin <laughs> Cook should not have been. I'm just telling you, I, you, you know, we've been doing this Thursday night football now for what, like five years? Yeah. It's a pattern. Running backs mm-hmm. and defenses on the road Thursday night do not produce. But you see, they got tired legs. They don't produce. Last year, Gurley on a Thursday night got me like 30, 40 well, points. Well, that's, that's Gurley. If you got Gurley, you know, yeah. if it's one of the top. 10 players in the league, you're going to play him. Well, at but the time... But if it's a, a guy like Dalvin Cook, who's yeah. borderline anyway, and injured, yeah. you can't play him. At the time, Gurley was coming off a bad season. He only had a couple games under his belt from last season. I'll tell so you, you who don't you better play Thursday night. Who's that? James White. <laughs> <laughs> Is he paying you something, doggy? Do no. You, you better like, put him in the Are you guys man. in business And together? he's at home. <laughs> Holy shit. shit. Like, are you, is he your cousin? Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Uh, James, yeah, play James White. You I mean, to. <laughs> you got to ride him. <laughs> shit. Terrible, terrible. But I also told Dog, and I was I texted him, uh, you know, because Thursday after I got trounced 62 to 2, you know, you get down, but you don't panic because you start looking for little ways that you can win. Mm-hmm. And I told Dog in a text, I said, look, I got a shot because he's starting Miami's defense. If he starts Miami's defense against Brady, and I had Brady, it's like losing twice. It's like Brady's scoring for me, and he's taking points from you. So I didn't relay that to Matt because I didn't want him to win. I didn't want him to pull on Miami, but that ended up helping out a big deal too. Like I, I would not have started Miami against Brady. But all right, there's all sorts Enough of, of you winning. Where where were we wrong? <laughs> By the way, it's it's hotter than the other side of Donald Trump's tits in here. Well, we, that's air conditioning. I could turn on the air. Turn um, on the air. Okay, I tell you what. Uh, go ahead with uh, where were we wrong. You go ahead and start, and I'll come and finish. All right. Where we were wrong, I uh, sat Golden Tate because he was, I believe he was questionable, and then I, I believe he scored 712 points. Mm. So that cost me a victory in one of my leagues. Was not happy about that. Um, and... Uh, I was also wrong in playing Juju Smith over Philip Lindsay. Lindsay had a good game, even though the Broncos were not victorious last night. What about you, dog? Well, my tight end situation. Oh, that air feels better already. Yeah, I was wrong with Rudolph. You know, no, I was wrong benching fucking Kittle. Tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah Kittle 20, looks like he's... He had 24 points. Yeah. And, and I didn't know he had a good rapport yeah, with the quarterback. They went say. to college together, right? Yes, they did. So yeah. he's a guy. He's a guy. If he's, he's not available in most leagues, but if he is, he's a guy to go grab on that 49er offense. So that's like kind of hard for me each week, you know, Rudolph, Kittle, Kittle, Rudolph. It's a good situation, but it's still a bad situation, you know, because you never know. I, I, think, I think you ride... Kittle right now. I mean, Rudolph, yeah. Rudolph has been one of those guys every year who's uh, mediocre, mediocre, right. and talked about like this is going to be the year he's going to be in the top five because yeah. he's he's big, he's fast. They they like to compare him to Kelsey and Gronk all the time, but he just has never quite got there. I mean, he, he's he might be the fastest tight end in the league. He's got all the physical tools, but 
doesn't get it done. Um, where else? Anywhere else you were wrong? No, that was about it. But I love uh, Shanahan's system, man. Look what he can do with these quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, his, it's his system. Yep. Yeah, he's Look the what he did guru. with Matt Ryan. Matty Ice won MVP under Shanahan. Yep. You know, just I just love the guy, man. He's just he's a hell of a coach. Yep, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. I was also wrong on Alshon Jeffrey, so I, I got him in a couple of my leagues. Um and I rode out, you know, the first four games with him on the bench. And uh he was coming back this week and I, I just felt like it's not he's he can't quite be a hundred percent. Yeah, he sat out the first four weeks. I'm I'm gonna sit him on the bench and he had a big day, twenty five yeah, points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to say like I was wrong with Russell Wilson. Doesn't even sound right. No, I, well, <laughs> you know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's why I'm wrong on Russell Wilson. I mean, it's hard to just okay. Last week, play Russell or play you Baker Mayfield? Wrong on Russell Wilson. <laughs> no, Easy fuck to that. Say. It's Russell Wilson. No. <laughs> you know, it's just like I can't say that. Russell you know? Wilson was wrong about Russell Wilson. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> um, I'm back from the air conditioner. Um, I was wrong on I one. I gave a sneaky play. Seattle's defense versus Arizona. I think they ended up with like five points. It, it wasn't you know as, as tremendous a play as I would have hoped. Um, I just think it's a, one of those uh, things where the, the, it's too early in the season to still kind of gauge defenses and whatnot. And, and um, Seattle is like I said earlier. Seattle's not Seattle anymore. So picking Seattle's D and thinking that they're a legion of boom or anything close to that, especially now with um, uh, the injury to um, the safety Earl. Earl, Tom- Earl Thomas. Earl yeah. Thomas. There we go. I got one right. Earl Thomas. His mama named um, Clean. Mama Clean. In the middle finger That's that came out. That's a sad story, man, because he, yeah, he, fucked up. he felt the pressure to come back. Sure. Like Le'Veon. Mm-hmm. Caved to the pressure, came back. They were talking about a possible trade between Le'Veon and him, which would have worked out for both teams, I think. Hell I think yeah. that yeah. I think the Steelers would be better off with Earl Thomas over Le'Veon and vice versa. And... uh Man, that's not happening now, and Earl Thomas is not going to get that big check. No, he's uh, he's going to have to struggle and try to latch on with somebody else next season and start all over again, basically, which is unfortunate. Yeah, but and Seattle's defense isn't what it was, but they were playing Arizona, mm-hmm. so um, I think that's a team. If you got Seattle, you play them in that situation. Yeah, that you didn't you didn't make that on bad information. Arizona's the worst team in the league. Yeah, and and you you're gonna keep riding those bad teams. Um, a lot of riding in this show, but you're gonna keep riding those bad teams. The, the Buffaloes, the New York Giants, the Arizona Cardinals. In terms of picking a defense, that's what you do at this point in the season. You're you're you know don't be cute. Don't try to you know break down a lot of an- analytics. These guys aren't scoring, and they are turning the ball over. So yeah. roll with. That that philosophy always seems to at least keep you grounded in terms of getting points in fantasy. Um, adding drops, adding and dropping. Uh, Doggy, who are you adding? Who are you dropping? I'm going to add Tennessee's defense. Ooh, and I'm going to drop Ted Ginn. <laughs> Ted Ginn. Ted Ginn. You mentioned last week. Yeah, ago. yeah. Well, you know, it, easy come, easy go. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be out there if I need to go get, grab him again. I don't know. Yeah. No, I'll I'll uh, I'm going to do the same thing with you. Uh, I agree with uh, Tennessee's defense. I would add Tennessee's defense versus Buffalo again. I think Buffalo has shown who they are minus that Minnesota Vikings game. I don't think they're going to have that kind of success the rest of the year. Tennessee is an up and coming team. They're winning games now. They're feeling good about themselves. They should go. I think they go. They play in Buffalo. They should go into Buffalo, dominate, get another victory. 
Um, Maddie, who are you? Who are you adding? I'm gonna add, and I don't know if this guy is uh, brothers or cousins with Didi, but I'm gonna add Kiki. 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 Yeah, I'm gonna add Kiki. Uh, he's he's looking he's looking good. Oh, uh, we got a c- catastrophe over there. <laughs> <laughs> Microphone just fell out the ceiling. You got to upgrade this studio, man. Yeah, I'm good. I'm all right. All right, I'll talk through that. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna add Cootie. Is it Cootie or Cutie? Kiki Cutie. I don't know what his name. Cutie. Cutie. I'm gonna add Kiki Cutie. He's looking good. Also at running back, I'm gonna add Ronald Jones. Um, I mean, I said to add him last week, and I did in a couple leagues. I'm gonna add him a couple more this week. Going into the bye, I don't think a lot of people are going to pick him up. I think he's going to come back as the man. And I'm going to add Hines from uh, in Indianapolis. Um, quarterback was really looking looking for him a lot there. Those yeah, are three guys I'm going to add. Uh, who am I looking to drop? I mean, on my teams, I, I'm not dropping necessarily anyone in particular. I might just I might have to drop someone like Wendell Smallwood just to make room. For a guy like, for the guys I want to add, but uh, I don't have anyone that's giving me fits right now. Mm-hmm. Um, who are you sticking on your bench, doggy? Drake. About time. <laughs> makes sense. And more Drake. <laughs> I stuck him on my bench last week, so you know I'm gonna stick him on there again until he can prove to me that hey, at least give a motherfucker 15 points when you're starting running back. Yeah, Gore is getting more touches now. Yeah, well that's, that's so. another guy you might want to add. Gore. Yeah, yeah. that's mean, true. He's he's seventy three years old, but he's he's still doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it with um with Drake, it's more more than on him because I think he had a great year at the end of last year. Yeah, he was a beast. Um, I just think that Miami doesn't trust him for some reason. So it's more about him not being part of the offense. Um, and Gore all of a sudden out snapping him, even when they're behind, which was bizarre. But you really have to do some digging and find out what's going on with the Dolphins in terms of. How they feel about Kenyon Drake before you considering consider keeping him in your yeah life. I don't think they're worried about it they're three and one right now they're happy with where yeah. they're at yeah. so I mean they're spreading the ball around and I think they're going to keep doing that you might just want to avoid that situation altogether but let me ask you guys about uh, so as I mentioned before I was right in putting Larry Fitzgerald on my bench now you know Larry Fitzgerald he's a, he's a top ten receiver of all time mm-hmm. right he's also same age as Frank Gore thirty five years old right and he's on that terrible Arizona Cardinals team. Uh, what do you do with him? Does he ride the pine the rest of the year? I mean, I gave up. I gave up a big future draft pick to get him. Um, is he usable at this point? Trade him. Get some value for him. Get something for well, him. Well, right now you're not going to get anything for him. Mm-hmm. Maybe you might. You never know. No, I think, and we're talking about Larry Fitzgerald, right? Yeah, yes. talking about. Okay, I think you got to keep him. I think the thing is, especially a young quarterback like Rosen needs somebody dependable who he, who he can learn the game from. Teach him. I don't know about teaching him how to win this year because I think they stink. But the fact that they're going to be behind in a lot of these games, and Larry is, without a doubt, the number one receiver. The question with him now is just his health. Is this, If he is 100% healthy or near 100%, he's a valuable asset. He's, I mean, he catches 100 balls a year. He seldom gets hurt, and he's banged up now a little bit. But with Rosen playing, having a security blanket like Fitzgerald – um, and, and not only that, he plays all out all game. He doesn't take any plays off. So yeah. I think you keep him until, he, he, you know, the, the signal for me. Him. I'm definitely keeping him. Yeah. I'm saying, is he going to get, is he going to be somebody you can rely on again this year? Based on health. You got to check his health. If, if he can get healthy, he'll be there. Definitely. He's, he's that kind of player. And, um, you know, like I said, a hundred balls every year. Nobody plays harder than he does. Get and, somebody for him, man. Yeah. Trade him. Yeah. You think trade him. Yeah. Well, 
That might. That's another option. Um, let's see here. Uh, we're going with oh benching. Who would you bench? Did we just say that already? You're, yep. Oh, sure sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll say Drake again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm reading. The, he's going to branch Drake three times. Yeah, exactly. No, uh, sneaky play of the week is what I meant to say. Sneaky play of the week. Um, Maddie. Uh, I'm going to go on a deep dive here at wide receiver and uh, give you Zach Pascal Because with um, Hilton out, mm-hmm. uh they're going to be looking at other options. Pascal had nine receptions this mm-hmm. week. Yeah. Um, so he's obviously getting the targets. So that's where I'm going. Wow. You're, you're going, you're digging deep. I'm digging deep. I'm fingering Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> fingering him. And digging deep. Doggy, who's your, who's your sneaky play? Well, sneaky play mm-hmm. would have to be Eckler. Um, you know, Gordon gets a lot of touches, but, you know, they try to find Eckler a lot also. So, mm-hmm. You know, hey, he's gonna he's averaging like fifteen points a week, even behind Gordon. Yeah. So shit, that's what that that would be my sneaky play. You know? So No, and Eckler is Eckler's solid. Yeah, he's yeah. he's become sort of like that Duke Johnson, um uh he's that Duke Danny Johnson Woodhead. Role. Danny yeah. Woodhead. No, that's exactly, exactly it. You were black getting, Danny Woodhead. Yeah. yeah. Well that's why is I said he black? Duke Johnson. I don't know, I don't see mm-hmm. color. <laughs> I got one more, I got one more. Oh sure, go ahead. So um with Cobb out. Mm-hmm. Now you got some rookies on Green Bay who are going to get a look. They got like two rookie wide receivers. I'm going to go with uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling. He's going to be the third wide receiver in that offense this week. The names on these people. Yeah, I think he caught two balls this past week. Not a lot, but mm-hmm. you know, it was really his first game getting in there. Um, you know, if you're in a deep league, pick that guy up. We don't know how long Cobb is going to be out, and he's going to catch five balls this weekend. All right, I'll throw another name out there. Okay, Jordy Nelson. Uh, Cobb is, I mean, uh, Carr, I'm talking about Cobb, fuck Cobb. Carr is starting to target him a lot, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, that's who I would, uh, that would be another, like, sneaky play. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jeff Swaim from the Dallas Cowboys. Um, tight end, uh, you know, obviously their, their former tight end is up doing football announcing now, so they, they've, Mr. Witten, I'm talking about, of course. Um, they have a history of using tight ends. That's kind of what they do. That's why Witten is probably going to end up in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think he caught a touchdown last week. Um, you could go a lot worse than going with a Dallas tight end. So that would be my sneaky play of the week. Um, All right. right. And um, let's see here. I think, where are we at? I'm moving all around here. Oh, it's time for... Segregate your eight. My big black fantasy podcast invites you to segregate your eight. And I say segregation now, segregation tomorrow, and segregation forever. Your left, your left. Come on, rhythm. One, two, three, four. Black guys, help the white guys, okay? Your left. What did he say? He said the black guys. The white guys. Okay, Maddie. I have no idea, as usual, how we did. You'd be lying the whole way. How do we do in segregation? Are you questioning my integrity? <laughs> um, it's, it's beyond question. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. So Matt's White's only country club came in with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback with yes. 17 points. Okay. Jordy Nelson gave him 17 points. Okay. Adam Thielen, 27 points. Cooper Cup, 37. So mm. I'm looking strong. Then I got a kicker, mm-hmm. Lutz from New Orleans, with 16 points. Ooh. But then we get to the running back. 
<laughs> the running back. He didn't Kyle, even say what an S, right? Kyle Juzic. <laughs> yes. Three points. Solid for him. I'm, I'm going to take that. Tough. Good performance, though. Yeah. Merrill Hodge, no points. Mm. So that brings in Maddie's White's Only Country Club yeah. with 125 points. Okay. Mm. Then we have B's African Afros with <laughs> Watson, 35 points. Wow. Now, yes. note, that's the second time you used him. He's done. I'm done. Ezekiel Elliott, 33. Ooh. Also the second time you've used him. Done. Done. Gio Bernard, 24 points. Ooh. Beckham, 14 points, and okay. that's also the second time for him. Yeah. Uh, Gates gave you a solid 10. Mm-hmm. But then we got Crabtree with five uh. and Penny with Four, uh, and that gives B's African Afros 125 points. We have the I, first tie <laughs> in segregate your eight. Racial equality. Uh, well, and, well, not quite, because that leaves me at 2-1-1 one, and, one, and you at 1-2-1. One, and one. Okay. Well, no, we, we got... And you're running out of stars. I am, but you, you have no running guess backs. Guess who's back? Uh, who? Christian. Oh, Christian McCaffrey. But yeah. so is Jameis. Jam- famous Jameis is going to save my season. <laughs> no, he's, he's on a bye week. Well, I'm not going to start him this week. I'll, right. I'll give him a week or so. But right. just to, uh, we always have to re-explain. Segregate your eight is when Maddie starts an all-white team. I start an all-black team. I can't use a black p- player more than twice. And I can't field a kicker, obviously, because there's no black kickers. So that's how it's going. I get a total of 34 substitutions for the year. I've sure. only used five. There you go. So, Maddie's got a 2-1-1 one, one record. I've got a 1-2-1 one, one record, which means I really got to bring it, because uh, this is getting closer than it should be. So, I, I will get back to the books and try to figure this out. But for my segregate year eight this, this, uh, this week, if I can get the rundown back up, there we go. Um, give me, and I'm gonna, I'll, I'll max out Cam Newton. That's the second time I'm going to use him. Give me Cam Newton at quarterback. Uh, TJ Yelton at running back. I'll max out Gio Bernard right now at running back. Marshawn Lynch in the flex. Julio Jones at the wide receiver. Keenan Allen at the wide receiver. And Ricky Seals-Jones at the tight end. All right. You're, I mean, you're getting a little smarter now. You're spreading it out, but it's it's too late for your team. I man. don't think so. I'm there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sub out uh, Aaron Rodgers, I think, for my boy in Kansas City. I just think that's wait 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 oh, he's whoa, 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 whoa. that's a white boy he's no. not <laughs> he's you see that Brett Favre Ma- he made last his, night no no <laughs> his father is black he's a pitcher for the know. yeah okay I don't know about that do you have evidence of that yes we do we can All pull right. up pictures All right, I'm still gonna sub I'm gonna sub yeah. I'm gonna go <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go to uh, Big Ben uh-huh. I'm gonna ride Big Ben riding Big Ben and I might finger him. <laughs> uh, running back, I'm going to bring Christian back in sure. for uh, Merrill Hodge, mm-hmm. and I'm going to stick with Kyle Juzic. Oh, Kyle Juzic. Um, wide receiver. Now is uh, is this the week that we get uh, what's his name back with the Patriots? Edelman is he back? He's yep. back. Edelman All right. Back. All right. All right. <laughs> so I'm going to go. You know, I'm, I'm going to. I think I'm going to wait a week. No. Yep. No, I'm going to go with Edelman. Edelman, okay. Thielen, and Cup. <coughs> stick with Gronk. Yeah. And stick with Lutz. Okay. Yep. There it is. And so that's segregate your eight for week five. We will see how we do. Hopefully I can bounce back and uh, get tied and then continue to dominate. That's my prediction. Um, leading up to last week's game, 
Uh, we had, uh, what is it? Oh, there were a couple of things. We had the first time an all-female duo did a broadcast of a football game, the Vikings and the Rams. And I think it was Hannah Storm, and forgive me because I forget the other lady's name, but she's a play-by-play lady. So that was historic, and I just want to know you guys' take on that momentous occasion. Now, are we trying to say the right thing, or are we trying to be, <laughs> be real? These are both professional women, and I, I don't. And like I said, I think that Hannah Storm has something to give, and also her play-by-play partner, who I can't think of right now. I think she she's talented as well. So I I you want to go? First? I applaud that. I applaud it. Go ahead, Jay Manny. I have to think about this one. <laughs> well, look, I'm. You know me, I'm all for equal opportunity, equal rights, equal this, that, the other thing. And I don't know if it's because I'm old school or what, but when I'm watching football, that's a, that's a masculine animal thing. I don't want to hear two Bettys up there talking about it. I just, I don't like the sound of it. I'm not, I'm not saying they're not knowledgeable. They don't yeah. know what they're talking about. They do. I just don't like the sound of their voices. <laughs> I don't. I'm well, just going to be real. I don't yeah, like the sound of It's different when they're doing play-by-play than on the, a sideline reporter. Mm. You know, it's just... Yeah, and you know, maybe... Jay Maddie's right. Yeah, and may, maybe maybe if they force us down our throat for 10 years, you know, my kids will grow up with that, and they'll be used to it, and they'll be fine with it. Yeah. Mm. But it just doesn't sound right. I mean, you know, if, if there was a... You know, let's say it's the, uh, the Olympics, and they're doing the... The uh, one where they jump around with the, the ribbon. What do you mm-hmm. call that? The ribbon dance? Yeah. You know, now if you had, you know, uh, if you had two football players up there in the booth with big burly voices, that's not going to sound right. You know, you need the gay guy and the woman. That's just what sounds right what for that sport. Yeah. Right. It's just what you're used to. It's yeah. what sounds right. And I'm sorry, yeah. it was Andrea Kramer and Hannah Storm, both professionals, both know their stuff. I applaud you for putting them in the booth. Mayor says the politician. <laughs> Also, as part of the lead up to uh, this weekend's or last weekend's game, very peculiar segment on ESPN where they had Johnny, Johnny Manziel write a letter to Baker Mayfield and voice it. And I'll let you guys listen to what that sounded like. Dear Baker, if there's one thing you already know, one thing everybody already knows, you and I are not the same person. No matter how many people tried to compare us, even before the same team drafted us. We know we are never fully defined by the way we play or the uniform we wear. What I do know is this. Life's experiences are the best teachers. Through all the good days you'll encounter over your career there, you will undoubtedly face some tough ones as well. The Browns have released Johnny Manziel, a first-rounder in 2014, for all the good and all the bad, stay close to your family, and more so, never stop being you. It's what's taking you from a walk-on to a Heisman Trophy. This year's Heisman Trophy winner is Baker Mayfield of the University of Oklahoma. The first pick in the NFL draft. Beyond all that, Baker, I simply want to wish you all the success that you deserve. I hope you don't take a single day or a single snap for granted. I hope you own the moment and give the Browns fans every bit of long-awaited happiness they deserve. Your friend, Johnny Manziel. Well, duh. Yeah, I Johnny just fell that. into that shit. It's pretty lame. That's it. Yeah, it, it is lame. lame. Yeah, no, it was... 
it it was bizarre to say. Doesn't the make very any least. sense. Yeah. No, it. Uh, yeah. So just bizarre to hear it. Thought I'd bring it on the show and let you guys figure it out for yourselves. Um, Let's see. Do we have anything else to talk well, about? Well, last week we mentioned uh, we, we just brought up best teams and worst teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys holding steady at what you said. I, I said the Rams and the Chargers. I'm sticking with that right now. Um, I still can't go Chargers. I think the Rams definitely are right there. And especially after I saw what I saw Monday night, I think oh, the yeah. Chiefs are, are right there. Yeah, but they, they, they just have no defense. They they got and and there's no way Mahomes stays this hot all year. It's it looks like it though. I mean, he looks yeah. like the greatest quarterback of all time. You can't he can't keep that up. Well, you see, my my pick is more against the Chargers because they just do things that will keep them out of a playoff game. Like again, they they went and signed Caleb Sturgis as their kicker. Kicker problem solved, right? No, wrong. He missed what is it? An ex, did he miss two extra points and a field goal? Something like that. So it's stuff like that that will keep you. Out of a Super Bowl, out of the playoffs, uh, you know it'll keep you out of tight, t- close games. Also, the thing that bothers me with the Chargers, and I happen to have Melvin Gordon on my team, so this I'm a little biased. But when they have an opportunity to step on an opponent's neck, they forget Gordon. They go with Eckler and they try to be cute with all these pass plays. You just don't like that because you have Gordon on your team. Well, no, no, Eckler no. gets the job done. I, but the thing is, is that there's a time for your best player to be in the game, and that's when you're trying to close somebody out. On two occasions, they had a chance to close out San Francisco, which is a weaker team, just lost their starting quarterback, and they let them hang around the game. And the problem with things that happen when you let people hang around is that injuries happen. It's much better to feed Melvin Gordon when you have your foot on their throat and then rest him for the rest of the game as opposed to, oh, God, we need to now throw him in there. He's carried the ball 40 times, and now look at him. So the Chargers organizationally will probably keep themselves out of the Super Bowl. That's my two cents. Well, for me, it's the same. The Rams mm-hmm. and KC. You know, one thing about KC's defense, they suck. Mm-hmm. But on third downs, they're like top five and like stops. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. On third down. You know, so it's like, hey, Mahomes out shoot anybody, you know, last night. I just don't think just, he can keep keep up that pace. I think he. I, I think he like can. He, like you said, he's like Deshaun Watson last year. There's always mm-hmm. one of these guys, you know, comes out as a, a rookie and just tears it up. Eventually, the league figures him out. I'm not saying he's not going to be great, but yeah. he's not going to be this all year. But I mean, think of it like look, this: look, look at his weapons. Okay. Mm-hmm. Look at his weapons. I mean, Kelsey, sure, yeah. Hill, yeah, Hunt. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has weapons. weapons. Sure, yeah. Sure so does. that's going to help. And even if he's 75 percent of himself. They, I think they they could right now they're making the case that they are the best team in the AFC and until I see something different maybe it's somebody like Jacksonville that slips past them because they do have defense. AFC is just not that good this year. They, they're always kind of weird. It's kind of a weird uh, dynamic there. But you it have might be somebody like like Baltimore. Could be. You could know, be. Flacco's been to the Super Bowl before. He knows what it takes to get there. Um, but j- going back to Jacksonville, Blake Bortles is not scared to throw the ball. He's putting the ball up. They lose Fournette, and that hasn't really, you know, hamstrung them, uh, for lack of a better word. But um, they've continued to, you know, take risks, put the ball up. The defense is still solid and beyond solid. And it may be somebody that creeps past Kansas City like Jacksonville, you know. But look yeah. what look what the Ravens just did in Pittsburgh. Sure. I mean, they dominated that game. It's hard to do that. 
mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh. I don't not care. Their defense really. is not, not anymore. Their defense is not I'm, as, I've been as tough, but it's just the fans. Yeah. You know, it's hard to do in that atmosphere. Sure. You know, regardless. And they, you know, shit, they went through that game with like a hot butter going through. I mean, hot knife going through butter. Yeah. All right. Shit. Mike Tomlin. Sure. Here we go. First possession. Oh, first, first possession of the game against your biggest rival. Mm-hmm. Two penalties. And then you got to take a timeout because everybody's out of position. First yeah. possession. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Second defensive pa- possession, uh, a fart and brain coverage. Nobody picks up a guy down the middle. He used his challenge on a challenge where there was no penalty and he was challenging the penalty. Mm-hmm. And the ref had to go to the sideline to explain to him that you can't use the challenge and you don't need a challenge because there's no penalty. And all that was caught on the microphone. So that was embarrassing. Yeah. Every game, their biggest weakness is they've been getting burnt deep. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Every game, they've yeah. made no adjustments to, to stop that. And, and in that game, not once did they blitz. Like, he had all day to pass. Not once did he blitz. Here's the, the most telling thing to me, okay? Good coaches, and I, I, I did the math on this, good coaches at halftime, they look at what's going on, and they make halftime adjustments. All right. Mm-hmm. He's been outscored something like 75 to 20 in the second <laughs> half of games. Jesus. 75 to 20. Man. Uh, yeah. Fire Mike Tomlin. Oh, you broke it down, Jay, he, man. He did. Hey. He, bro- he broke it down. He came, he came prepared. He went after the black man. And now they're going to be singing, We Shall Overcome on your front yeah, lawn. Yeah, you got him. You know, you know mm-hmm. he stuck it to that. I, I, I started singing this last year. After these last couple of weeks, you're hearing a lot more chatter about this amongst Pittsburgh fans if you go on Twitter mm-hmm. you know a lot of people are, are saying the same thing yeah so it's not just me anymore no, no. I still haven't heard any commentators saying it but they will no but take credit for it you're starting a movement I'm yeah. starting a movement to unemployed to leave a black man unemployed that's so. right Appreciate that. Here's the thing, though. And we thank you. The Steelers started <laughs> the Rooney rule. Yeah. And they've never fired a coach. Mm. So it's not going to be a good look if they do fire Mike Tomlin after, you know, you had Chuck, you let Chuck Knoll coach basically till he was senile. Yeah. And Cower left on his own terms. So anyway, I think that's all for our show. Anybody have anything else? No, that's about it. All right. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm praying for the two of you this week. I know you go head to head. One is going to come away from that bloodied and done at one Man, and four. I got to do BN. No, we. I think the thing is, I, obviously, I want to win, and I think I got a good enough team to win this, could this week. Could this cause a fissure in the friendship? No, no. It's it's been on too long, man. I've known this cat for. 30, 40, almost like 30 years. It's, it's too long. Like, you can't eat. Like, there's nothing he could say that could piss me off. Like, if he ever gets crazy, I just tell him to get off my phone. He calls me, says something <laughs> stupid. Like, man, get off my phone. I don't want to talk to you anymore. And so, but then he'll call me back and say, hey, you want to go get a sandwich? I'm like, yeah, let's go. So, no, it won't cause a bind. And actually, I don't think that obviously both of us want to win. But in this league that we're in, I don't think that it's a death nail because I think there's a lot of it's teams. It's a death nail. It's One force is death nail. No, I think I we should do so. Rush Street this weekend. I want to sit there with you two as you <laughs> agonize. <laughs> that might be fun. Yeah. I, I want to do Rush Street too, but it's like my anniversary. Weekend. Oh, that's right. I, I have to. That's right. Blow that off. Uh, <laughs> let's not go there. All right. Yeah. So big week this week for me and Doggy facing each other and you know trying to stay alive in this fantasy league. Um, we wish you guys good luck as you, you know, make your selections, pick up people on the waiver wire, uh, make your lineup choices. Um, check us out. We're available on iTunes. Our information, uh, we're on Twitter. Maddie is at my big black FP and I'm at B underscore M B B F P like my big black fantasy podcast. 
You could also email us our email address. Email us at mybigblackfantasypodcast.com. Jay Maddie, tell them about Facebook. We are also on Facebook.com slash my big black fantasy podcast. Ooh, Facebook. Stepping up in the world. Doggy still uses Yeah, just look for me in the Cosmopolitan in Vegas. Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be he'll be performing there live. Yeah, he's still on pencil and paper. <laughs> you can you could send him message via yeah, via Raven, like on Game of Thrones. You could send send a oh, message shit. via bird, a pigeon, or homing pigeon. So thanks for listening once again. Look at that, right under an hour, like a pro. Way to go, B. We are professionals, if nothing else. Thank you for listening. Please See you next week. stop next next week and listen again. Peace and, out, people, and good luck. For sure, that's what friends are for. In good times, in bad times, I'll be on your side forevermore. Oh, that's what friends are for. That's what friends are for For good times and bad times I'll be on your side forevermore That's what friends are for